Badger Cast number eighty five. Straight from southeastern Wisconsin, bringing you your slice of Badgerland. Welcome to Badger Cast. And now your host, Julie and Dale. Hey, a freak show. Welcome to BadgerCast, your slice of Wisconsin life. I'm Dale. I'm Julie. And we're in the, the basement. basement. Bundled up with wool socks and heavy sweatshirts. It's not that cold out here. Yeah, it is. It's slightly cold and a bit damp. I'm hoping that the sound quality is better. I don't think it'll matter much. Yeah, but we don't hear the kids, so that's plus. Yeah, well, and yeah, it's... 10 o'clock at night, so They'd hopefully be asleep. I hope so. Well, we didn't quite make our month mark. Now nah, we kind of blew December off. I, I, and I we'll probably get criticized for that by some people. Yeah, he's down south a few hours away. <laughs> uh, but December kind of took us by storm. A lot of stuff happened in December. Now, holiday month and all. Such as... Well, there was the family Christmas party. Okay, you have to tell me what happened at the family Christmas party because I could not attend due to work commitments. Well, the family Christmas party, like always, we go down and it's the extended family on my mom's side. So we get together. Which seems to get bigger and bigger every year with people and little children I do not know. There's been an, a population explosion. I, I will grant you that. Lots of little kids this year. Um, but there, this all started, I think we've alluded to this in the past shows, that my grandmother was one of 11 kids. So 30-some years ago, um, one of my aunts and uncles had a party at their house every holiday. Well, it kind of grew because the family grew. And... Well, they started renting out the local VFW where their family grew up. And every second Saturday of December, we get together and there's a buffet dinner. There's an open bar for a little bit. There's Santa and presents for those from newborn to 18. A DJ and just lots of fun. Yeah. And, like I said, population explosion. The The amount of children under the age of, I'd say, mm, five. Oh, five even. Five. This year, the youngest were the ones that showed up last year. At last year's Christmas party, we had um, newborns, like a couple weeks old. They had just turned a year old, so they were the youngest. But there's a definite population explosion. Many pregnant cousins this year, too. So next year should be even more fun. Even bigger. Yes. We had a lot of fun. We always do. Dancing and having fun. Okay, so this would be like the... If your grandmother's generation was the first generation or the second generation then? My grandmother's generation was the first. So we have grandmother, my mom, me... The next, there's five generations of family. You could even consider six with the new baby types. Uh, Depending on how young some of the people are that are having the babies. It's, if I it's remember, hard, hard some to of say them that were, because some of my mom's first cousins are realistically my age because of the age span 
with within the first 11 children. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's fun. Lots okay. of fun. The kids had lots of fun. They came out with Facebook friends out of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know them all, but that's okay. That's okay. I remembered when their father was young and, and having fun on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. You mean me? No, the people that they're Facebooking. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Since I'm older than that cousin, it's very difficult for me to see him as a father of teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I can fun. understand that. So yeah, so we started off December with that, and then we had the start of basketball for Ben and going back and forth. We had lots of different issues going on at work, um, you know, people being sick, picking up extra hours, that type of thing. Uh, we had the holidays itself. We celebrated the Saturday before Christmas. Uh and then the new year, which we rang in pretty much quietly at home. No driving involved. No driving. Never drive on amateur night. Not unless <laughs> I can help it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a rare a rare night when you actually are home on New Year's Eve. You're usually at the... Uh... I usually work it. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't particularly like working it, but it's safer than driving in it. <laughs> well, when do you come home? One thirty-two in the morning. Well, so you're probably a little ahead of the the revelers. A little. Yeah. Not much. If I'm lucky, they've already been brought in by the police before I leave. <laughs> or at least the worst of the cases, anyway. Yeah. So that brings us to the new year. And there you go. And we're back into the doldrums of cold. Now, now I officially hate winter. I can stand and tolerate winter up through the holidays. And then after that, I hate it. Yeah, you don't like the cold so much with your elbow. It has been... Well, I'm not going to to complain too much, but it's been really bad this year. Yeah, you're not the only one. Yeah. Lots of other people coming in for aches and pains. So, yeah. And uh, honestly, Advil doesn't... Do squat. Nope. It's called grin and bear it. Yeah. Distraction. (laughs) (laughs) There ain't enough distraction in the world. Well, anyway. So, for the new year, we started off the new year by signing up again for the Scenic Shore 150. Yay! So, anybody who wants to help us along with our fundraising goal can get a hold of us. Um, We'll give you the contact information later. And when I figure out the website again, because they won't allow us to use the same. Oh, they switch the website around every year somewhat. And there's a new um, director this year, so he's shaking things up a bit. Oh, really? Good changes. I mean, not that the people that weren't helping in helping put it together before aren't there. They've the structure's just a little different. Oh, more professional, hopefully. Just a bit. Good. Yeah. Good. So Good. there's a lot more incentives, and like I said, that they won't allow us to use some of the website stuff that we had last year. So I got to figure out how much that changes and how I get to the get to the site. But you can always contact us in. Get it to us a different way until I get the site up. So and you know either contact us at thebadgercast at gmail dot com or through Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, it'll work. All right. We have till July first. 
to, to get all our fundraising stuff. There in. you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so not much has been happening in my neck of the woods other than working and dealing with the uh, tax stuff. I haven't gotten to tax stuff yet. Uh, I don't even want to think about stuff. I'm I'm smack dab in the middle of flu season. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm 1099 guy mm. at work. You can so. have fun with that. Yeah, I I always do. It's my second go around with 1099. It's it's a lot easier this year than it was last year. That's but good. That's good. They keep on changing the business, so it means new stuff I have to do. Learning's good. Yeah. Keeps that brain active. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, you had more stuff to talk about than I did, so. Well, it's just revamping the other stuff, getting my butt back in gear, you know, readjusting priorities, trying to adjust that with the kids' schedule, because Ben's still in basketball through February and March, Olivia started basketball, and then towards March, we're going to start hitting cross, not cross country, um, track season, if Josh decides to do track and baseball season for Ben. Uh, yeah, so in other words, you'll never hear from us again because we'll be driving around. Nah, we'll take time for us. But cold and flu advice wash your hands, use your sleeve, or cough into a hanky or a tissue. And by all means, keep yourself hydrated. And if you have a fever, it's a good idea to take some Tylenol or Advil. Really, really irks the nurses when you come in with the 103 fever. Well, I didn't take any Tylenol because I wanted to prove I had a fever. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, we believe you. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's going to be the same whether you have a fever or not have a fever. Go home, rest, drink Push plenty of fluids. fluids. Yep. Um, watch, you know, watch bad television until you can't stand it anymore, and you get up and go back to work. In three to five days, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on how sick you are. You said you had a Wisconsin piece. Yeah, I do. But we'll take a break first. Okay. Uh, from a, this is a moldy, but an oldie. From Sex Piano. This is She Walks Away on the Badgercast. In a bar down in New Orleans, pretty girls are on Frenchman Street and Oh, 
um, Sex Piano, and uh, boy, it's been a long time since we've done these shows. I can't even remember the song. <laughs> we just said it a few minutes ago. I know. Well, I'm kind of uh, preparing. Check it out on the, the show notes when I get to them. Um, uh. I was preparing for the next segment, the Cheesehead Spotlight. Uh-huh. And this one comes from courtesy of uh, a show I heard on Wisconsin Public Radio. Which show was that? Uh, it was Joy Cardine's morning show yeah. on the Ideas Network. And she has had an interview with a gal known on the net as Miss Pronouncer. And her website is mispronouncer.com. And she's a, a Madison radio person. Okay. And what she did in this mispronouncer.com is, is put together a site that um, kind of like what we did when we did early on in the show where we said pronounce the name of this Wisconsin town and mm-hmm. whatever. She did that for cities, states, rivers, uh, casinos and such in Wisconsin. How bad did she butcher the names? Well, she did a pretty good job. And, and the nice thing is it, it gives you a Google map mm-hmm. of places then you can touch the place and you will get a proper Wisconsin pronunciation. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, you played me one of these and they butchered the heck out of it. Uh, no, not yeah. necessarily. All right, here is her. Let me. Well, man, hold on a second. Here is her interpretation of the city to our north with a lot of O's in it. Come on, Dale. Yeah, come on, Dale. Faster. Oconomowoc. Now, that's okay, right? That's okay. I could even spell it for you without looking it up. All right, Miss. Miss. <laughs> miss Speller, as opposed to Miss Pronouncer. Uh-huh. All right, so cities. There's a bunch of cities. I mean, she did a good job of Oconomowoc. Oh, kind of walks easy. Yeah, well, yes, it is. For those of us here in the state of Wisconsin. Right. So let's find one that... She um, butchers? No, she doesn't butcher, but uh, there's some... Here. How would you say N-E-W space B-E-R-L-I-N? I know how I would say it. Should I wait? Well, this is how... New Berlin. How she says it. New Berlin, yeah, yeah. okay. As opposed to New Berlin. Now... Semantics and where you place your stress syllable, whatever. Well, we seem to do in the multi-named... Multi-named or word names, we tend to put the syllable, the stress on the second word. Like, instead of Green Bay, we say Green Bay. Although that's kind of the same. But Your point? 
my point is we say things a little differently here. No, I think we're perfectly normal, dear. <laughs> I think that everybody else is the one who has the problem. All right. Here's one that she uh, had, I guess, troubles pronouncing. Uh-huh. And I do, too, by the way. And And what's this one? If you give me a second. Maybe. Maybe. I've got all these windows open. Oh, that's your problem. Oh, shush. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, it is a forest. So it's a state uh, It's a state park. State park in the northern part? Yeah. Eastern or northwestern? Um, I think northeastern part. And it's... Um, Does it start with C-H? Uh, S, I believe. S-W. And it's not coming up on the list here. All parks. Hmm. Because hmm. I'm thinking of the Shaniqua National Forest. Shaniqua? Shaniqua. You mean Shwamaga. Shwam- no, there's two. Well, Shaniqua is a city er, in Waukesha County. Right, but there's also, I believe, a national forest that with that name. You look that up. I, yeah, I don't think any of these, uh, uh, the, she doesn't have any, she, on this page she doesn't have the the names as a MP3. Okay. Um, eh, it's not there, but here's one that I could never figure out. And that and is. And I, I still... It's K. It's it's a it's a lake in southeastern or south central Dane County that I sometimes pass on the way to work. It is, and it's my own personal bias because of where I grew up. Okay. But it is spelled. It is Lake K E G O N S A. And I have a mental block. Yeah, you do. You would have a mental block with that one. I want to say Lake Kenosha, and it's not. No. And here is how it's pronounced. Lake Kaganza. I wouldn't pronounce it that way. No. So every time I go past Lake Kenosha. Uh-uh. Yeah, I, I figured out the one you're talking about, Bor. It's the Shikwamagan Nicolay National Forest. Right. And um, somewhere in here, I'm sure she pronounces that, but I have to. I would have to look it up. But uh, if you want to see how real Wisconsinites pronounce real Wisconsin names, <laughs> like Ho Chunk and uh-huh. Potawatomi and Menominee and Menasha and unlike Brent's Brett Summerall, no, not Brett. Yeah, Brett Summerall on on the uh, the Badger Rose Bowl game, we do not pronounce Mequon Mequon. <laughs> no, that is the wrong way to say that. Actually, that's the right way to say that. No, it isn't. Uh, uh, no, when I was listening to the show, they said that Mequon. Was the Indian way of saying it. 
and it is acceptable, but not used. I don't think you're going to find one person in this whole area that will say it that way without getting blasted for it. Well, because we were sitting in our living room going, it's Mac one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Should we find any? Let's see. Here, Here's one. My last one, and then we'll go on. Uh, W-E-Y. A U E W E G A. Why a wega? Why a wega? There See, you go. See, I got it right. <laughs> All right. So, if you want to find out uh, how to get in ho- a hold of uh, Wisconsin names, it's mispronouncer M I S S P R O N O U N C E R. Dot com. And you can follow her on Facebook too as Mispronouncer. Ah, sounds cool. All right. So, are you reading anything? Oh, 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 oh wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to talk about my new toy. New toy? What's my a new, new toy? toy. Now, is. somebody we talked about uh, a couple 30 shows ago. I braved the Black Friday. Massacre. Well, no, and we talked. No, we talked first of all, long time ago, about you getting an e-reader. I got it a year ago. Yes, mm-hmm. a little over a year. No, about a year. All right. Well, and we, you recently talked about going braving Black Friday to get um, our daughter mm-hmm. her e-reader. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Beginning yeah. line. Which she likes, by the way. Yes, she does. She's just got to finish her book that we bought for her because mm-hmm. it's part of her report. She didn't want to lug the book back and forth from school, so I bought it. She told me that. Yeah. She actually asked, could I bring it to school? And I said, I don't think that's a good idea. She'd have to ask her teacher if she could read it on the e-reader at school. Well, I suggested that she renew the book, leave it at school so she can have it at school, and then... Read the e-reader at home. But I now have a a Nook Simple Touch. You do. And that was, we just happened to luck into that because a coworker who has a parent who reads an awful lot like I do, she thought it'd be the perfect Christmas gift. So she got said e-reader, had it all set up, and was told, I don't like this. I would prefer to read my regular books. So she prefers paper over the e-reader, or she, did she want something more like uh, you had, the uh, tablet? No, she would prefer to pick up a regular book and forget the e-reader. She has no interest in it at all. And my coworker was a little bummed about that because she thought she got the perfect gift for the reader in the family. Uh-huh. No. no. So we bought it off of her, and you have it now. Yes, I do. And... Um... The uh, first book I'm reading on on it is uh, Pen Gillette's God No, because Pen Gillette's funny. So, I will agree with you on that one. So, um, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, and thank your uh, co-worker. She's been thanked. She says, you're welcome. 
And uh, have you been... I saw your Facebook that you need more stuff to read. I know. I'm just looking at the result, the, the um, comments I'm getting back from that. And um, Jen from um, the way long ago Tucker Tales suggests John Sanford or Barry Eisler. And a friend of ours um, around here in Wisconsin agrees with those. Um, also says I should take a look at James Lee Burke's books. So I will look those up. I've been looking at some of the, I don't know what to call them, the authors that I follow on Facebook that I haven't had time to read because at the time I couldn't get their material without reading, like listening to a podcast. And I'm, a lot uh, of them uh, have been published since, oh, since like, I started um, following. Scott Sigler and those type. Those types. So yeah, I'm okay. looking to see if they actually, I can get them through the nook. And I can actually get his books through the Scott nook. Scott Sigler, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I haven't looked at the other ones. So I, I have options. It's just, can I get them on the Nook? Because I really like the Nook, and I haven't really been in the library to check out a book in over a year. Well, it keeps the clutter at home a little bit less. Just a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. So, um... But currently... But currently? I am reading... A series of books by Vivian Arend, I believe is how you say her name. Let me just pull it up here. Um, they are a paranormal um, series. And this series that I'm reading from her is um, The Granite Lake. Whoops, lost my sight. It's called The Granite Lake Wolf Pack series. And um, I want to say there's like five or six books in them so far. Um, and it's shapeshifters and wolves and that whole um, genre of, yeah. of books. And the one that I'm reading right now is... Let's see here, because there's, there's more than six here. Wow. It doesn't come up on her... Um, site now, but it starts... And who uh, is this author again? Vivian Arend, A-R-E-N-D. Ah, uh, no, it wasn't... Uh, I, re- I s- checked one of those out from the library once, and it was... Uh, she was a vampire hunter-esque type, and... The Mercy Thompson series? It might have been. By Patricia Briggs? Might have been. It was kind of... Uh... Paranormal, which is vampires. Fae, vampires, that whole thing. Erotica, some of it, but not very good. (laughs) There's always an element of that in a lot of those books, but it's not the whole book. Um, The first series, The Granite Lake Wolves by Vivian Arend, starts with um, wolf signs. And the one I'm currently reading is a spinoff of that. It's called... um, and I might butcher this name, but I say it t- Takini. It's T A K H I N I wolves. Um, they're based up in the North Alaskan um, woods, and they are shapeshifters, wolves, bears, that type of thing, and the pack dynamics that go on there. Um, and there's two books in that one there's Black Gold and Silver Mine. And Silver Mine is the one I'm reading now. I just started it. But I, I'm getting sick of your 
basic thriller romance whatever i need something different uh, you know you you find an author you like and reading uh, you know three four five books pretty good you know the story goes on i'm thinking after five or six books you gotta change it up or you gotta add new characters to really push push the storyline forward and make it interesting because if you keep the same set of characters and you don't add new stuff into it, it gets really boring to read. Even though you know that they're a good author, if you don't inj- inject more and bring in other things throughout the book, like there are some authors that I've read that have re- I've read 12, 13, 14 books of theirs, same storyline, but they constantly bring in new people throughout the books. You might They might be introduced in book two or three, but you might not get to their story till book seven or eight. It's a constant switching whereas some of the other ones i'm getting really sick of it's the same five or six characters and there's a point where you got to stop okay that's just my opinion i tend to read more non-fiction than you do so i don't have that issue so much yeah i don't particularly like non-fiction unless it's glaringly pinpoint i need to do it for some specific reason yeah Mine's more like right, politics or comedy or whatever. Yeah. yeah, no. All right. I get enough of the recap from you. That's okay for, for me. Uh-huh. All right. Well, you know what? What? We got voicemail. We do? Actually, we got barely bombed. Uh-oh. Uh, we Not have... Charlie bombed. No, because I think we had the last one uh, from Charlie. I think we covered in our our um, last did. show in December. We did, yeah. So, but we got uh, not one, not two, not even three, but four voicemails from Barely. And since I haven't really done much with the show, I haven't. I just found them today, so I haven't listened to them at all. So it will be. An adventure. So, voicemail number one. Hey, Dale, Julie, it's barely. Yeah, I know I've been quiet, but I kind of figured what I would do is I download all that stuff promo and bang through it all at once. I kind of have a feeling that's what a lot of my listeners do as well, is that they just kind of bang through all of that pop promo in one shot and then they kind of get a full episode. Or, some of them, I think a few of them, uh, let's daily. Anyway, uh, I'm up to the first ten. So I figured this is a good time for a break. And actually call. Yes, I'm here. I'm listening. Uh, I also knew a little bit of a, of a uh, trivia thing for you guys. What was Long National Park, or whatever it's called, what was he originally purchased for? It was actually supposed to be an Air Force base. But once the government had bought it, here's great government efficiency, they realized they were too close to Major Taylor Airport, and uh, I think that's the Los Angeles Airport. No, Major Taylor was like uh, that. Um, General Mitchell. General Airport, Mitchell Field, yes. Also, O'Hare. So they could not do the flight that they wanted to do, so they hit it, not like it as Air Force base. Yeah, that was supposed to be an Air Force base. Go figure. Uh, and, oh, I know there's something else I wanted to mention. Here's some stuff. Uh, but I can't remember. 
I'm sure you're loving yeah, I get sucking back to the when I hear something, pause the show, and call. <laughs> so it's a big bang up call thing. Uh, yeah, that's it. I guess I'm done since I had my little stupid trivia thing. And, um, oh, well, never mind. No, I, that's, not, no that's not relevant. Anyway, I will talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks, Barely. And we'll be right back. We're back. <laughs> so you missed barely talking about uh, the fact that I, I left in Bong Recreational Park. Yeah, well, Bong uh, was initially supposed to be an Air Force base, but uh, according to Barely, it was too close to Mitchell Field and O'Hare for them to actually use it to uh, house Air Force. Uh, that makes a whole heck of a lot of sense since they're less than. 90 miles uh, yeah. apart. So, yeah, I think Bong is probably about 40 miles from O'Hare and 40 miles. 40 miles from the other one, yeah. yeah. Way too close. Mm-hmm. All right, well. Number two. Number two. Hey, Dale and Julie, it's Marilyn. And Julie, I feel slighted. Uh, Dale said, hey, maybe Marilyn would know what to do about a uh, kind of a cart thing so that you don't have a box. With cable. And while Dale was talking about it over the weekend and it didn't pop into my mind, but you know what, Julie? I know that that can be done, but it's only special TVs. You have to have what's called a cable card. Then you also have to talk with your cable provider to see if they provide one, uh, which that's kind of the catch. Cable cards really didn't catch on. Uh, I know Comcast had them. I don't think they do anymore. You also need to make sure that your TV can accept it. Uh, the one downside to it is no DVR. Uh, so you are watching pure live TV. Uh, no pausing, no rewinding, uh, at least in the cable cards that I have seen. I have not seen I have not seen them all that prevalent. Uh, I read a report about two years ago saying that at least Comcast, only used about a quarter of a million of them, which is for like a, a system like Comcast, which is big, which means they can suck at times. Uh, but it does mean that they're not getting a that big of a percentage of people who are using that. So you would have to ask to make sure that the TV you're looking at has an outlet or, or jack or the cable card. If not, there's IR receivers uh, and wiring that you can use to kind of stick a little kind of eye thing onto the TV, run the wire, you hide it, and then you put it over to where the box is. And then you get a a lot more features uh, that the cable company is providing if you want to use like a DVR or something like that and get a DVR HD box. Uh, A lot of times that's the box that you're getting, if you're getting an HD, it's an HD DVR. Uh, so you might want to talk with the cable company first to see, is that even possible? Because if it isn't, they'll need to go through and kind of scour and try to find that TV. Uh, you can go with other options that you have. So anyway, see, Julie, I was number six and yet I'm the one who gets the answer. So uh, anyway, that's it. Uh, I'm still catching up. Talk to you guys later. 
Hmm. I remember those. I actually knew about them a couple years ago when we started looking at possibility for a new TV. Mm -hmm. And nobody knew what the hell I was talking about. So I stopped asking because I knew more than the salesperson. And they looked at me like they were caught in the middle of something just so weird that they couldn't understand. And I'm like, you know, not worth the time and effort anymore. And I think pretty much maybe plasma TVs might carry them. But the LCDs and the LEDs, I don't even think. Carrying the no. the cable card slot anymore, probably not. But I mean, you, you t- know, when you go in and you know more than the salesperson, and they I can't always help know you. more than the salesperson. Yeah, well, I don't normally know more than the salesperson. So when I know more than the salesperson, it's time to leave. It's time to walk out the door. <laughs> All right. Well, should we talk about uh, what happened with that? No, go into three and four, please. Okay. We'll catch up. Hey, Dale and Julie, it's Barely. And you guys are talking about Lambeau Field. And, Julie, you were like, there are too many Illinois people involved, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, the longest rivalry in the NFL is the Bears and the Packers. And who won? And the, the it, Packers. if it weren't for an Illinois guy, there would be no Packers. Uh, Lambeau was friends with um, George Callis who, in case you don't know NFL history or some of your listeners, and that's more what I'm assuming is your listeners, don't know NFL history as much. Uh, George Hallis was the owner and CEO of the Bears. He was also the coach for a long time. For quite a while. And he talked with Lambo, Curly Lambo. I think it's his name. I know it's Lambo. I just can't remember his first name. I think it's Curly. It is. And told him, hey, why don't you get the Indian Packing Company's football team to become part of this new group that we're calling the NFL. And so two years after the formation of the NFL, which there are two teams left from that grouping, um, George Howard petitioned the NFL to get uh, Curly Lambeau's Indian Packing Company's club team Acme to be Pack. part of the NFL. That's right. If it weren't for the Chicago Bears and the Chicago Bears' owner, there would be no Green Bay Packers. They would still be a club team for the Indian Packing Company, and that would be that. It's all because of George Hallett. So, yes. When you guys want to slam the Bears, you have to give thanks to the Chicago Bears organization. No. For inviting you into the NFL. <laughs> no. Remember? In 1924. Oh, also, Tech Phoenix, uh, since you were talking about that in the last episode, yeah, I'm banging through them one at a time. Um, that sounds like fun. I, I think they're coming up on their sixth year because they started after the Todd yeah, or the expo. We first went to in. Um, I think the first ago. one was when we went to in Ontario, which was in 2007. So we're now on to six years, which would be 2013, which would be fun. It is a group. It is a fun event. Uh, I spoke at uh, PodCamp AC back in 2008. So, 
I would love to get back there again. Also, one that is kind of within driving distance that I'm hearing rumors of in April is Pod Camp Cleveland. That is somewhat doable uh, to get out there and do that. So didn't know if you guys were maybe interested in going to. Maybe I got the vehicle. Cleveland in April if it gets off the ground. You uh, give me I've gas money? I got the vehicle. I want to speak, but I can't organize it. I'm 360 miles away. Uh, anyway, that's it. I will talk to you guys later. And remember, go first. The pack. All right. Well, I have to say yes, it was George Hallis that brought the and Packers into the NFL. The but fledgling we've ruled since then. <laughs> um, More or less. Although I, I, I think that the Chicago Cardinals were in the original NFL as well. Um, let's see. As far as Podcab Cleveland or whatever it'll be, that would be... That'd be interesting. I'd rather do Podcab AZ. I know more people down there. Well, it's a it, it could be a both and thing. It could be. One's at the beginning of the year. One's towards the end of the year. Uh-huh. Yeah, one's drivable and one's... Escapable. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, we'll keep us in mind for the, the April event. And oh, I'm sure Danny will keep us up, updated. And for Danny, keep AZ. us in mind for the uh, November event. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the last voicemail, at least for now, from Barely. Hey, Dale and Julie, it's guess who? Ah, <laughs> oh, who's that? The giggler. Hey, Julie, you were talking yeah. about on the episode I'm just listening to. It's the one you came back from uh, the little hiatus. You're talking about going out um, after work on Black Friday, and mm-hmm. then you're talk- you're, you're complaining about people who bring kids. And I agree with you. I mean, that's a very legitimate complaint. But keeping kids awake and in the mall from Thanksgiving until March or April is just insane. Uh, Because you said it was going out Thanksgiving night to Good Friday. I mean, the next day is Black Friday. You did say Good Friday. Friday is always the Friday before Easter. I slipped. Which this year happens to be at, at the end of March. Keeping a kid up that long, that's just parental abuse. As How about you staying up that long? Because, well, <laughs> you're going to go insane. Uh, but I, I just don't know if anyone else has noticed. That yeah, I did. Friday. But I, I... <laughs> Only yeah, when I my husband. I had to point it out. You'll smack me when you see me. Of course weekend. I will. Bye. Well, the only reason I noticed is I have to listen to the show three or four times. Yeah, I meant Black Friday. They all knew I meant Black Friday. I know. Friday. Everybody meant Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, it, you know, I I can't believe that you went and bought an outfit because you were getting looked at from the people wearing their pajamas. Do you know, it's also more comfortable to get out a pair out of a pair of scrubs you've worn for eight, nine hours. I, I don't even want to think about Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> it was well worth the money. So there. And All anybody right. else will agree with me. I had to get out of the scrubs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yes. anything else? 
No, I really can't think of anything right now. Zoe, we'll see you. Um, when? When are we going to do this again? Um, well, I, we're trying for monthly. We, we did say that way back in, the, in November. We said we'd try for monthly, hopefully biweekly. But monthly, I think, is going to work. I hope it's more than... Well, it's better to put out the really doable one and hope for the other one. What the heck was that? I don't know. All right. Do the, keep talking. Why don't so, you give us the contact info while I... Well, they know they can get a hold of us at thebadgercast at gmail.com, right? Mm-hmm. And they can get a hold of us at the website at badgercast.com. They can find you and I on Twitter and on Facebook. And if I remember right, they can even call and maybe usurp the adorable person there and call and, us. And put more voicemails out there than he did? Possibly. And that would be at 262 Six. Six. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go ahead. 262-649-8550. Am I correct? Yes, you are. See, give me a chance, I get there. It might take me a little bit. Yeah, well, okay. Uh-huh. So, until next time. Have a great night. Night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>